Kevin Malick Scox. I'm Savannah Million. And this is Roboism, a show about robots, isms, and tech, but mostly robots. So hey, Savannah. Hey, Alex. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> I am joking. I'm joking. I am James, uh, James T. Green, and I am a friend of Alex's. We used to have a show uh, called Refresh, uh, where we also discussed uh, technology and some other saltier topics. Um, and I happen to be um, in town uh, visiting in Chicago, and uh, Alex invited me in to be Savannah for the day. Um, outside of this lovely studio, um, I am a radio producer, um, so I create stories and I've like sent various things to various other public radio places and independent podcasts and all those type of things, and host uh, shows of myself, uh, things I can't talk about as we speak. Ooh, ooh, tease, tease that. Yeah, I'll tell you about it off air, Alex. (laughs) Um, Well, the main reason I wanted to have you on, James, um, not only because podcasts are my main form of human communication and how I can... uh, It's really friendship. Yeah. (laughs) Like, isn't it, like, isn't podcasting, honestly, the ultimate con because essentially you get to monetize friendship and conversation? Absolutely. This this (laughs) roboism is, I I swear (laughs) to God, people, I I don't know if we've ever actually talked about this on Roboism 2.0 after we moved to Relay. Roboism was kind of my sneaky way to get to talk to savannah about one of our favorite movies ex machina and then i was like hey why don't we do this every every week and (laughs) and um that's how we became friends isn't it awesome that like you can just pretty much say like hey let's start a podcast it's just a secret way to make friends with people oh for sure i can look back to like at least like three friendships and i think yours included is how we became close because (laughs) we got to know each other a lot (laughs) on refresh Feel free to dig through the archives if you please. Um, it is it is a sight or for your ears. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so why, so why are you bringing me in here today, Alex? You did a fantastic piece on one of my favorite shows, Welcome to Macintosh, uh, usually hosted by Mark Bramhill, but you produced a piece about the Apple Watch, which famously Tim Cook called the most intimate device Apple ever made. And I, I don't want to, you know, yuck on your yum. And I would just love you. <laughs> uh, I, would... I love that phrase. It's such a good phrase. <laughs> good, good old brothers. I would love to have you recap sort of the, the, the tease the piece so that people will listen to it. But then I want to talk about whether you consider yourself a cyborg and how I, I <laughs> and how Man, talk took... about talk about an incredible lead right there. I mean, I, I yeah, buried that lead just a, just a bit, just a bit. I mean, we, we talk about um, mostly robots. So mm-hmm. we, we got to throw a cyborg in there. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so I made this uh, made this piece for um, Welcome to Macintosh. Um, it's called a Little Risk Computer. Um, and basically, without giving away too much of the piece, well, it's not really too much of a spoiler. Um, it's, a, it's a very small story, but it's more about the journey, I guess you could say, um, of how this little Apple Watch, this thing that essentially I gravitated to because I'm a big nerd, um, ended up uh, essentially saving my life. Um, and it's just kind of like the journey that, that I took in learning about data about my body and how that in turn became like, it became this larger story, which I'm really, really proud of this story because it became like this larger conversation about what it means to have control, um, not only over myself, 
but also the data about knowing like what's inside of myself or not and how I feel about giving that control, I guess, to a company, which is which is mm-hmm. really weird. So it's like a lot of like this dance and the Apple Watch is like the main character in this dance, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, and if it, let's just get right into it. Do you consider yourself a cyborg? I am 100% a cyborg. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I've thought about this so much. And you know what? I'm okay with being a cyborg. Um, yeah, so I read this interesting book uh, by Clive Thompson. It's called Smarter Than You Think, How Technology is Changing Our Minds for the Better. And the interesting thing about this book is that it it kind of makes the argument that we are, in fact, cyborgs already because of the fact that we have ubiquitous Internet around us. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And in the book, he talked about this uh, this guy. I can't remember his name, but um, he was a student at this university and essentially created like the very first wearable like piece of technology. But it, of course, like since it was early <laughs> like he, it was like a big backpack and like he mm-hmm. like, he like had like a keyboard that like attached to his hip and you know he was he was essentially life locking before life locking was like a cool thing and how this like having all this ubiquitous data allowed him to like kind of like outsource his mind for various things and i definitely felt myself become a cyborg back when i had my first motorola t900 two-way and <laughs> i was able to just like like make plans on the fly with friends and it felt like oh oh wow I'm no longer tethered to a location to make plans with people or you know what I mean and it's like it's kind of like this like furthering like cyborging of myself and then writing notes and then becoming looking up things on the internet or like having a map to a new city like I don't know but then I really became I really felt the cyborg transition once I started wearing this watch and it's like health seems like such an opaque thing you know like absolutely and it feels like wow I have an insight of like looking back in my health app and being like oh yeah I feel like garbage because I had a little bit too much caffeine than I usually do according to other days or I know why my skin is breaking out let me look at like my my water tracking and I have not drank enough water like like kind of little things Mm -hmm. um and it's like nice to look back at the data Yeah, absolutely. The first time that I really started considering myself a cyborg was when the iPhone 3G came out because it had GPS. And that's when that was that was the first time that it's was kind of the only gadget I needed because I I, uh, people (laughs) (laughs) I have a very poor sense of direction and (laughs) you don't say uh, yeah again (laughs) shocking shocking there's so many Uh, (laughs) times where I can say we've been out walking and then all of a sudden you'll just like bust a 180 out of nowhere I'm like Alex where are you going and I'm like this is the way (laughs) or I've been with you at so many conferences I'll be walking with you and all of a sudden you just like go in the opposite direction Oh, well, that's just effective. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just getting those steps in as well oh as trying gosh. to utilize. Well, but that's the thing. It's true. The The reason I take the 180 is because a little a little glass square told me to. <laughs> um, but then it it just became, you know, like I love um, the the continuous cyborg, uh, cyborging, as you said, or cyborging. <laughs> Cyborgization. Yep, this is the fun show show that we. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, The the but I felt it improved my life because I OmniFocus is an extension of my brain, um, as well uh, which is my task management app, and 
more and more, even though I depend on technology, um, and I know that that's sometimes, again, I don't want to spoil the piece, but it can be a source of anxiety for you because when I feel like I'm not in tune with my tech or it doesn't work exactly as I intend it to, which is why I usually use Apple products because it normally works. I don't want to say it just works, but it's true. Uh, I'm just like, oh, wow, I can't believe that happened because that's how my brain works. Cool. And, and and so when that system, if it ever breaks down, that is like, oh, I, I feel like I've lost control of myself a little bit. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. And, and I think like I mean, focus is a great example of like kind of feeling like a cyborg self because it's almost like you're sending notes for yourself later that will like, automatically pop up when it needs to be like like traveling, for example, like I've been here in Chicago. I'm going to be here for like the next two weeks and if I didn't like set to do items for myself like a month ago, I, I like because of the anxiety of travel that you forget completely like what it is you're supposed to do. It's kind of refreshing that I can like look into like my my little thousand dollar glass sandwich in my pocket and take a look and be like, oh, these are the things I'm supposed to do. My anxiety completely disappears and i'm not feeling like oh what am i supposed to be doing today am i wasting time like oh okay if i know omnifocus says zero i can relax because there is nothing that i have not like left on the table and it seems like if i didn't have that i would be just like a like shriveled up mess i agree i i (laughs) and and i don't think it lessens us in any ways, people. I, I always actually get really frustrated when there are pieces about how technology is bringing, um, it's giving uh, giving more people depression. And I'm like, well, uh, no, how about it's because we're slowly, hopefully, destigmatizing mental illness and we have all of these new avenues to talk about it and share. Ooh. And I, it's just very frustrating to me because Ooh. I know so much of my life has been made better, not even by my own personal, um, is we, we call life tracking, life logging. And, um, I, I actually have a folder on my phone now that is called cyborg. And it's just all these things <laughs> that I'm experimenting with my health and that, that, that can get dangerous because, uh, the same way that I fiddle with, some apps I also fiddle with sort of my health technology of like, okay, uh, should, what if I only eat nuts for a week? Uh, <laughs> 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 I really like almonds. Um, <laughs> and, you know, what if, what if I do this crazy workout? But I think um, we, we now it's not like, oh, we're being brainwashed. That's just how our society is. And there's so much anxiety and things move so fast, which actually works great for my bipolar brain because it keeps it occupied. Mm-hmm. Um, like when I'm on vacation, actually now I'm on vacation and I've set most of my OmniFocus tasks to be deferred, which means that I don't even see them because they are... I don't need to think about them now. Mm-hmm. And if our, you know, if we lived in, I guess what you would call a lower tech society, uh, I wouldn't need to be a cyborg. Yeah. And like, you know, since we both have like extreme generalized anxiety, like we, we all know the idea of the loop, right? Like, it, like if you get mm-hmm, yourself mm-hmm. caught into a loop, then that in turn like leads to more anxiety. So like, if you don't have this, like these 
things that are written down or you know what it is that you need to do, you're going to continue in this loop of what do I need to be doing? What do I need to be doing? What do I need to be doing? And that loop just spirals inward until you're just a depressive mess, at least in my case, personally. Um, but mm-hmm. I want to make a point about like the like sort of like, quote unquote, addictive qualities. Like, I guess this is not to say that like, granted, like with anything, like there are bad players, you know what I mean? Like in oh, that that, um, that uh, kind of utilize the human condition um, as like a tool. Like I've been reading a lot of articles that have been really fascinating that um, at least uh, um, currently with, um, you know, like the um, the hellfire that's occurring in, in the world of politics and kind of like a lot of ex Facebook workers talking about like the building of their tools and how, a lot of them will you um were said that they utilize things that kind of tapped on the human psyche of um of uh really feeling like I need to continually check on things and like toying around with that and I find that super interesting, but at the same time it's like with tech like technology is not the issue um it's it's more or less like the players behind it that are like manipulating it and you know like i can be addicted to instagram the same way i can be addicted to um i don't know like what's a vice that's quote unquote bad for you alex uh mcdonald's perhaps maybe (laughs) mcdonald's diet coke which is the best beverage in the entire world yeah i mean (laughs) Well, in your case, so it's like, uh, <laughs> like everything is good in moderation. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I don't know, Alex. Like it's it's all super messy because like I know like me saying these things, like people can ha- like people can say the same thing about, you know, where I'm gonna go there. Guns, like people can say it's not the guns, it's the <laughs> it's the owners, <laughs> yeah. and it's just like, uh, you know, it's <sighs> it's like technology is always a messy place um, to go about it, and. And I guess like going back to the piece, that's something that I kind of was like interested in toying about because like we're in the moment right now where, you know, maybe we'll look back in 50 years and hindsight's 2020 and we'll feel like, oh, yeah, we should have saw that coming. Like our society is doomed, but we're living in it right now. Like the iPhone is what, like 10 years old? Yeah. Like (laughs) it's only been 10 years that we've had like essentially really good ubiquitous internet in our pockets. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's way too early to tell how these things affect us. You are always, uh, I think, more pessimistic about <laughs> about tech. tech well, no, no, no. Thanks, but, Alex. But, no, okay. I, I no, shouldn't no, say no, pe- I appreciate uh, it. Yeah, uh, yeah. pessimistic. You are more realistic. And you mm-hmm. you can always go a step further than me because as I demonstrated, I, I am very n- naive. And maybe actually I, I think that, oh, man, I don't want people, I don't want to anger people. But sometimes I wonder if... Um, not just my privilege, because obviously that contributes to it, but my like faith growing up and how it's evolved, if that makes me more naive because I eventually want to believe in the goodness of humanity. Mm. So I, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like if we really want to go there, I mean, like in, 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 in the general scheme of things, I believe, I believe in humans. I believe like humans can be great people. I mean, it's a reason why I have friends because obviously in order to have like healthy <laughs> friendships, no, I mean like for real, like in order to have healthy friendships, it is a, it is a form of trust. You are, you are trusting your, like <laughs> in, in the most mm-hmm. basic form, like being in the same room of you is telling my lizard brain that you are not going to kill me for food. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. in my lizard brain is like this human is safe enough where I feel like they will not kill me for food you know what i mean but mm-hmm. like in, in a large but in like i guess like a more civilized sense um 
I am giving a part of me to you by being vulnerable and telling you things that I really care about mm-hmm. and like sharing space and sharing time and energy. Um, and that's like a form of exchange, right? So obviously like that, like you have to believe in the good of people or else you will have no friends. However, <laughs> like I think it's healthy to go about the world with a little bit of realism because if you like, you have to realize that like, I guess people have to, I guess this is becoming a podcast about the human condition. Um, but like you have Jeez, to, <laughs> that, that is what this podcast um, is about. but, but you have to like, there has to be enough exchange before you realize, okay, this person has earned my trust. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm, you have to kind mm-hmm. of go into things thinking like people, like people are fairly neutral. People, <laughs> people are chaotic, you know, chaotic neutral. So, mm-hmm. like <laughs> well, and that's the thing. I, I guess that ultimately I try to believe that people start out as chaotic. Good. Mm-hmm. But that's the the. I mean, I'm I'm going to talk about my my, my uh, religion in that like mm. uh, we uh, Catholics believe in original sin, but we believe that baptism wipes that away, which is kind of again like how my faith has evolved. I'm like, eh, no, I think we're born. I think we're born neutral, perhaps, but I want to believe mm-hmm. that we pass on our goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, the, religion is something that we often yeah. shy, not shy away from, but um, people, there, there's some stuff. We're going to have an episode about religion and folks founding religions around AIs, actually. Which is actually very interesting. It but, is. <laughs> but if you think about it, like when humans are born, essentially we are just neutral sacks of of skin and water that do uh, that we're, we're like, just big old needy flesh blobs <laughs> right exactly with some crunchy and bones in there <laughs> it's a little bit of crunch a little bit of, <laughs> a little bit of crunchy cheeto bones <laughs> and 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 we essentially become like we we learn our values through these like humans that we trust to be our caretakers which are our parents to teach us like what is what is good what is what is bad and that's why some people grow up to be in, like raving um, like neo-Nazis and some people <laughs> grow up to be activists. Like it's, it, it becomes a, this full thing of like nurture um, and, and, and learned activity. That's why I think about like, well, we need to sort of nurture these AIs. And again, mm. maybe this is naive because I put too much maybe humanity in the engineering and in the programming in my mind. Oh man, I think you just made a great connection here because like the AI is essentially at this early age, like they are children and who are the parents? You know what I mean? And if all the, enough, all your parents are privileged upper, upper class white guys. Or you're an entrepreneur. Or entrepreneurs <laughs> that want to make hyperloops in, in cities that have public transportation, <laughs> you know, rhymes with Elon Cusk, then... <laughs> All then all of these future leaning technologies that are going to be shaping our worlds are going to have singular worldviews. And that's dangerous. And that's why we need to talk about this and <laughs> and throw our opinions on the internet because we're millennials. <laughs> yeah. Just upload this MP3 and send it into the world. Can we talk about drugs on the show? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I did not know in Chicago you could buy a CBD um in the grocery store and i nearly freaked out and i was like talking to my friend i was like wait you can get that here like and she was like yeah so i picked up like about um like seven no yeah like eight cookies wait (laughs) they're in my bag if you want one wait what hold on hold on wait wait so i know you can buy cbd oil yeah but 
Oh, you ma- Oh, did you make cookies? No, no, you could you- buy them as Where? cookies. Where? Oh man, it was a shop. I think it was somewhere in uh, Ukrainian Village or West Village. Uh, I'd have to check like my simple app to find the actual name to like tell me like where I got it from. But it was like some small grocery store and they had brownies, they had cookies and they had them priced according to the milligrams of uh, CBD in it. And so I got, you know, I got 30 milligram cookies and they're double chocolate chip cookies. I had a half of one yesterday and I was zonked. I, I, I was, um, I was playing like, and the cool thing about CBD is that it doesn't have the hallucinogenic effects right, of THC, right. but it's like the body relaxation. Uh, James, can, so can you explain to our listeners a little bit what CBD oil is? Because I'm really interested in ter- like also augmenting your body with this. I mean, this is a chemical. It is technology. Um, so can you talk about what effects it has on you and how it's beneficial? Yeah. So um, like CBD and THC, you usually think about this in marijuana. So uh, CBD is like it, you know, to explain this like in the most general way as possible. Like it's a cannabinoid, and it's in the cannabis plant, uh, i.e., known as weed. And um, you know, THC is also in this plant. Um, and so basically, it's like I'm trying to give a very simple way to explain it. Like CBD is a chemical or like cannabinoid in this plant, but it's not uh, like psychotropic so it doesn't um like affect uh like hallucinations or like kind of seeing things like kind of like what you normally think of when you hear the term getting high like the trippy stereotypical like right. oh everything's a cloud right it's more like, like a muscle relaxer i guess you could say in a way so like it helps really well for people who have like uh chronic pain and uh and that's like at least like a lot of the benefits why um you know there's a lot of push for medical marijuana because like they usually are talking about things that are high CBD, low THC. THC is the hallucinogenic portion of it in like super simple terms. So, you know, with medical marijuana, you're thinking about, all right, we want to like have, I guess, like once we're getting into talking about like, <laughs> uh, man, uh, like laws and and criminalization. Um, well, we like- totally talk about it, it, That's why I say the show is about isms, because, um, I mean, this show normally is hosted by two white women. Uh, so we have a very narrow perspective. But the idea of like, OK, so how are like robots coming into our society and how it, it's like the whole thing around culture. And, so, you know, we, we have this running bit, but Savannah and I really do care a lot about public transportation. And that's why I call Elon Musk my problematic boyfriend, because it's like he's like I am. I'm so excited about batteries in vehicles. But I, 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 we did this. We, we have public, <laughs> public infrastructure. Yeah. And he just seems like a very naive boy at times. Yeah. So, no, c- can you sort of give the background, maybe a little bit like <laughs> the taboos in Chicago, not just like oh, especially boy. in Chicago, because, you know, <laughs> while you don't live here anymore. <laughs> mm, I'm, I'm very aware, you know, you know, so uh, I'm very aware. It happens everywhere. OK, so for listeners who have no idea, I am a black man. <laughs> <laughs> and um oh that's true we didn't intro the podcast as ah oh, this is my guest james a black man from chicago 
<laughs> I'd honestly prefer if you didn't, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, like, you know, if we want to get into the incredible, like, the war on drugs and everything, like, like black and brown people have been severely um, over-policed um, in various ways um, in regards to all types of drugs, but particularly marijuana. And it, it kind of like leads into my personal feelings about this whole thing, you know, and I guess looping back to why I was like so surprised to see CBD edibles in store is that like when you now have this like sort of legalization boom that's occurring and all these black and brown people are jailed because of all like these small petty things in the in the past then these same people don't have an ability to like then now cash in on this quote-unquote boom that frankly i'm seeing a lot of white women um be able to like be a part of um which is like interesting in its own right because yeah now marijuana has is like one of the um first industries since it is fairly new where i believe there is like an equality between um women and men entrepreneurs but the conversation is not necessarily happening so often. It's like, what about the black and brown folks that kind of are being left out because of, you know, um, criminal records during like the heavily policing area, era of the war on the on the war on drugs. Um, so it's, it's all things that I thought about when I went in that store. I bought CBD cookies and I chewed them and I ate them. They were delicious, though, Alex. Um, <laughs> well, and I really hope this changes in Chicago. But right now, in most areas in the country, you, like you said, there is um, this this horrific war on drugs and um, mandatory minimums. But also, if uh, if a folks after they get out of prison they since they have it on their record the part of like their parole or whatever is they they can't work in a dispensary or they can't be in that right. business right and it's uh, it's shocking it, mm -hmm. and and like you said you go into it, it it's gotten a little bit different but especially in chicago um I have not been in we, it, now in illinois medical marijuana is legal but in I you you uh, it's all white women who are selling everything. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I bought I bought the CBD from a white woman. Yeah, I I don't really have anything to say except except the cookie was really delicious. <laughs> I had half. I'm really excited to see what an entire cookie feels like um, on the plane ride home. James, so we both are very anxious people and both have um, anxiety. And I really enjoy legally. I uh, I like to say when I'm in Seattle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that coined on our old show? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was. Uh, but I, I was recently in Seattle and I really enjoyed. Uh, no, no, no. Actually, <laughs> oh, you were in yeah, Seattle yeah, yeah. proper. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> no, I know. Okay. Um. The, uh, a few weeks ago, I was lucky enough to go to PodCon, um, which is a podcast conference. I said PodCon. PodCon. <laughs> and I always actually, I uh, first of all, I do not want to shame people who use marijuana recreationally uh, because when in areas, I absolutely do. I prefer to alcohol. Um, but also in Seattle, I, I always go and get a little tin of these mints. 
and they are high in CBD and very low in THC. Mm-hmm. And I, I just take them at night and I've been prescribed um, Xanax and clonazepam and a lot of different um, benzodiazepines, which relieve anxiety, um, but they can be very addictive. And I, mm-hmm. I have to walk a very fine line between, all right, this is technology that's helping my body but it can be very harmful. But man, I've never, I've never, you know, this, there's all these stereotypes um, associated with marijuana as well as a drug, like as a quote gateway drug. But, <laughs> and, but you don't like crave weed. You can be like, oh God, I, <laughs> like I could really enjoy uh, some relaxation right now, but I've never had the sensation where unfortunately, like most folks on benzos, you get physically ill if mm-hmm. you don't have the drug. Right. So in Seattle, it it's just love. It's lovely. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can I can I can vibe with that because like it's it's kind of the same thing. It's more of like I'm craving a sensation of relaxation and exactly. less of I need this weed in in me. And you know, like I'm I'm not on benzos, but I'm on SSRIs. Mm-hmm. And if I if I forget to take those in two days, like. I'm having extreme withdrawal effects mm-hmm. uh, yeah. for those things. And, and it kind of makes me upset. Um, and like, it's kind of this like weird feeling of like, oh man, I'm so happy. I have, I have the ability and the insurance to like finally have something that makes me not want to feel like I want to kill myself. Right. But it's like, oh man, but this thing has literally, I've been taking this pill for like six years and my entire brain chemistry is now dependent on this thing. But then in the meantime, I get the same exact feeling from like, you know, vaping a nice amount or, you know, taking some butter and placing it in a tea of or a coffee of choice. <laughs> um, and I still feel that feeling of relaxation, but without the addictive qualities. And like, I don't know, like, I feel like if I did live in Seattle, for real Seattle, or like any other or, or California, Vegas, anything, or Colorado, Vegas, yeah, or anything of that. Um, I would definitely like, of course, like with talking to like a therapist, like I would explore like what it would be like to not be on any sort of like, um, like medical per se, like pill and like see how that would affect me. I actually would love to take a pill, but in the form of a, a <laughs> CBD and low, well, they, they do, they, they sell pills and, um, my doctor, I actually, really was talking to my doctor. I'm like, Hey, I'm going on vacation for, um, it it, I, it it was for a few weeks um and i was going to like seattle and then uh, um colorado and 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 i'm not just being coy like i was actually no, going were. to states <laughs> <laughs> where marijuana was legal um and I'm like is it safe to uh, like experiment it and it's like yep um you know make sure you still do need to take your clonopin and you you need to slowly like i was in contact with him the whole time and um we talked about uh as as a he's like I can't advise you however I can give you um like legally uh he's a very good guy and cares a lot about the legalization of marijuana but he can't you know give me official advice in his practice right. and he hooked me up with this guy and uh hook, oh god <laughs> <laughs> and by that I mean he, he um uh, one of his his colleagues, another psychiatrist uh who could um I actually didn't get a prescription I just because it was um uh, I didn't want, I could have gotten it, I could have, uh, had it paid for by insurance, which is insane. I, I mean, in a good, a good way. Um, right. and 
like these two weeks were, I don't know. I have so many mixed feelings. And I think it's strange too, because um, so many older folks are like very fearful of becoming dependent on technology. And I'm fearful of becoming too dependent on medication where that's the most advanced technology I use, arguably. Tell them, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) No, that, I mean, that's like, like, wow. Like, like, I mean, that's, that's, that's some, you know, not, whoa, let me not curse. That is some real stuff, <laughs> Alex. Um, like, it, it really is. It's like, you know, like, we're looking around, and granted, like, we have this quote-unquote opioid de- epidemic when, in fact, not going to lie, the same thing was happening in the 80s with uh, crack cocaine um, and all this stuff, but you didn't care about it when it was black people. But anyway, um, you know, we have this opioid crisis, mm-hmm. and, you know... Like all this stuff is happening. Meanwhile, people are still complaining that millennials are killing movie theaters and home home ownership and whatever with their selfies. Like it's <laughs> like it's <laughs> I, <laughs> like I, I I agree one thousand percent. I mean, but but like if we really want to get funky about it, like the main reason why legalization efforts are being like shut down is because like the <laughs> I don't want to get all conspiracy theory here, but like the um the medical industry is in bed with some with so many other industries that mm-hmm. they can't afford to be like knocked down by somebody else that's why alcohol is like has such a stranglehold on everything and um i don't know man like granted i might have saw some of these <laughs> documentaries while i was stoned <laughs> but, <laughs> well, <laughs> but it was but but it's just really amazing just like how many different um like corporations and companies are in fact um like they're very much interlocked like the food like um like dairy farmers are like fund uh like medic medical Big dairy places. yeah yeah it, it, and, like, and no, there, there's all, I, I there's joke, all the connection it's yeah <laughs> it's weird like it sounds it sounds but then again like 2017 has showed us that like our biggest conspiracies may be true whether it's like the our iphones being slowed down or or like uh <laughs> the, the so rush or 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 the or the Russians colluding in our in our election. Like twenty seventeen has been the year of conspiracy coming true. And I'm okay with saying that like big dairy is <laughs> <laughs> totally a thing. Oh my gosh. I'm I'm sorry, Savannah, for derailing your entire show. <laughs> for for folks that don't know, uh <laughs> After, you know, literally almost now a decade of assuring our family members that, no, Apple does not slow your phone down to incentivize you to buy a new phone. Uh, Hashtag turns out. Um, Apple is indeed throttling older devices that are on iOS 11 because the the battery, um, I believe I'm the battery... Uh, uh, man, I I could read this morning and I could articulate thoughts, but you know, chemical box. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're they're throttling them so that phones don't shut up, shut down or have as many bugs. Um, so this is it, it. I know both of us are kind of you know we try to move away from capitalism, but really <laughs> like shiny things. Really enjoy really enjoy the shinies there's a lot of there's a lot of black rectangles surrounding us as we speak um (laughs) but but it 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 is i don't know man like it's it's like we're we're going out in a bang in 2017 and it's it's been a wild ride and you know if i can if i can surf this wave of um foolishness on a cbd cookie i am going to do that
Well, James, this has been a delight. I'm so sad that we're going to lose you to New York in a couple weeks, but thank you so much for being on. Where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, so if I'm not dodging puddles of blood on the A-train or dodging parkouring rats at the J Street Metro Station, you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at underscore James T. Green. Uh, my website, jamestgreen.com. And I have a newsletter where I write very interesting little experimental poetry at jamestgreen.com slash the studio visit. I love everything that James does, but his most recent newsletter are the, are the archives available online? No, uh, because oh, because mm-hmm. because it's, a, it's ethereal. Yeah, I don't know, Alex. Like, <laughs> I guess like my tech <laughs> pessimism. I don't know. Like, I'm I'm really interested now in like, w- you know, w- how 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 is it to have things that that are not archived and things. I don't know. I, I'm a big fan of zines and I really like how zines become almost collectible. Mm-hmm. And email mm-hmm. is almost like the closest thing we have to like collectible like zines in a way. So if you have the email, that's cool. And you can share it with like a link that's in there, but no, there's no archive. Well, uh, we're going to say that this is, that's an interesting teaser because I definitely <laughs> want to have you back to talk about that. Um, it, oh yeah. Your newsletter made me cry the other day. It's beautiful. Oh. It's wonderful. James makes wonderful art as well as wonderful radio. And will if, if you for some reason want to find me on the internet, I am at Alex Cox spelled C-O-X, not the other way on Twitter. And you can find Roboism at at Roboism FM. And you can find Savannah Million at Savannah Million. And that's S-A-V-A-N-N-A-H. Million. The number. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for letting me become Savannah for the day. Absolutely. And soon we'll be back w- with Savannah and we'll be talking about Chicago and not making New York references. <laughs> you, you, you and your lettered trans. <laughs> and floppy pizza. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nope, nope, nope. I'm Alex Cox. <laughs> and I'm Savannah Million. <laughs> and thank you, you for, for listening. listening. <laughs>